Ty France went three for four with a three-run blast. Luis Castillo absolutely shoved. Matt Brash took Jose Ramirez's soul. And those weren't the only positives from an epic opening day shutout win over the Guardians. Let's talk about it. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners. Your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Friday, March 31st, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon by scanning the QR code right above my head. The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description below. Yesterday was almost a perfect opening day. The Astros lost. The Angels hilariously lost to the Oakland Athletics. And the Mariners shut out the Guardians by a score of three to nothing. Luis Castillo, absolutely amazing yesterday. Six scoreless innings, six strikeouts, just one hit allowed. Ty France goes three for four, looking healthy as ever. Nearly misses a home run in his second to last at bat by about a foot. And then hits a game-winning three-run blast after the, uh, the Mariners fail to bring across any runs with runners in scoring position. They could not get any hits. They had six consecutive hits in the first six innings of this game and just couldn't do anything with them. But France finally broke through. That's all the Mariners needed. Andres Munoz, a little bit of an iffy ninth inning, but he ends up closing the door. And Colby, I know you have some takeaways here from this game, so let's get right into them. Sure. So I'll just read them verbatim off on my phone right now. Um, <clears throat> takeaway number one, I feel like we need music under this. Look for some royalty for your music, Ty. Okay, that's enough. Not your music. Like somebody who's actually wrote music before, that type of music. Someone hit us up. Give us some music. Give us some beats to throw on the show. We're open to it. Sure. So number one, verbatim. Castillo, 98 in the first, LOL. Uh, yeah, remember all those people? Oh, my God, Castillo's only throwing 93. It's devastating. Yeah. He's going to be Robbie Ray this year. <laughs> Took him, what, four or five pitches to get to 97, and then he finished it on 98. Uh, yeah, Castillo was just you know, absolutely filthy. We'll get to him again later on, but if you were concerned at all about Luis Castillo's velocity, stop. It's fine. Uh, number two, Julio's nemesis still slider away. <laughs> he chased one, uh, from Bieber in his first at bat, a pretty good one. Bieber had a good slider last night. Um, he wasn't, Julio wasn't the only guy who struggled with that pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, he, he did in fact struggle with it, although he did come up and despite not having any hits, Julio did tag a couple balls. Um, so that was, that's nice to see. I don't think anybody's concerned about Julio, but he did hit a couple of, uh, slicing line drives that unfortunately got Marine layered. Uh, number three, uh, Ty Francis, a good hitter. (laughs) So one of my favorite memes, uh, yeah, dude, dude hits, uh, you know, it's funny against the, the home run he hit off of Karen Shack. Uh, it was actually the pitch before was the pitch he probably should have done damage on. It was 1-0, and he got that fastball middle in, and he fouled it back, and he was a little late on it. And you're just like, huh, that's 
that's the pitch you pull down the line for the home run. And then, of course, France gets a pitch out over the plate. It wasn't even a strike. And he just kind of flips it into the right field seats for a home run, just barely cleared the wall. But it all counts. So Ty France, dude can hit. If you can I, say healthy. I can't believe that was the one that cleared know, the wall. Right? right? Like, like you Kelnick got G- hit. Gino's Kelnick. double. Yeah, yep. Kelnick, Kelnick, the one that he flew out to uh, straw. It was like mediums, <laughs> medium deep center field, too. It didn't even get to the warning track. Yeah, Julio's opposite field uh, yep. threat. There might have been Ty one France's or two more. double. Yeah, the double that missed uh, going over the wall by like a foot. Yeah. Yeah, so ball did not carry last night at all, but somehow Francis did. So go figure. He did hit it to the shortest part of the ballpark, though. So good placement. Sure. Uh, number four here, Jared Kelnick looked really comfortable last night. He carried Agreed. over what he did in yeah. the spring. Uh, two hard hit balls, one of them for a base hit, the other one probably at least a double in, in June, maybe even a home run. Uh, just, you know, unfortunate 104 or something like that off the bat and, and just died. Uh, Do you but know yeah, what the XBA strike, on that was? I think it was 800. That's uh, brutal. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but Kelnick, uh, even in the strikeout, didn't chase, right? He he stayed within the zone. Uh, he just looks like a comfortable guy. Everything carried over from the spring. So obviously he still has to produce numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this to be real, but yesterday yeah. was a really good start for him. And the, the strikeout that he had, you know, that was a great at bat, worked full count, and then just mm-hmm. Bieber had just the most perfect pitch. perfect placement. Yeah, yep. just amazing. Yeah, nothing you can really do with it. Um, number five, uh, Mariners bats were better than the stats show last night. Um, Bieber was good, don't get me wrong, but the Mariners had quite a few hard hit balls, quite a few medium medium hard hit balls mm. uh you know for example uh colton wong had three hard hit balls went over three you know it happens sometimes uh i thought tommy Lastella actually looked pretty good considering how few at bats he got uh didn't didn't smash anything i think he only had one hard hit ball but the other two were medium medium uh hit balls which do have a decent chance of falling for hits so Lastella actually looked okay wong was was a lot better than his over three would indicate we talked about Kelnick's, you know, deep fly out. Julio had a couple hard hit balls that just didn't land. Um, so I actually thought the Mariners put together some really good at bats off of a really good pitching staff. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think the offense was better than the three runs that they produced. Um, you know, just sometimes it doesn't go your way, and it yeah. seemed to happen a lot to the Mariners yesterday. Honestly, the worst hitter last night was probably Teo. Te- yeah it was Teoscar Te- Hernandez, which Teo. yeah, which pains me. <laughs> It really pains me. Yeah. Ty is officially jinxed Tao. I was I was in pain last night watching some of those at bats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially the last one, the strikeout where like you got all the momentum on your side after the France. Put the home dagger run. in him, man. Yeah. I, oh God, I wanted it so bad. And it just uh yeah, two <laughs> two strikeouts, right? For for Teo or three. Yeah. I think it was two. They were they were not close. They were not. <laughs> like, yeah. They were not competitive no, at bat. Yeah. So mm. hopefully tonight will be better. Um back yeah. to Castillo real fast. We talked about this uh in our pitching preview, how Castillo last year was pretty much four seam, two seam slider once it came over. Yeah. But he actually had a really good changeup. Mm. And last night he kind of brought it back. He dusted it off a little bit, threw it 13 times, he got three whiffs and three called strikes on it. So 46% yeah. called strike uh called strike plus whiff rate on a changeup that Castillo is right now feels like is his at best his third best pitch. That's a really exciting development. Castillo didn't even really have a great slider last night. No. So it was the sinker. The sinker was disgusting last right. night. Right. Well, I mean, four seamer also. Like yeah, the two yeah, fastballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the two fastballs, they're two separate pitches. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's its really both of them were disgusting. And then you had the changeup. Uh, the one he threw to to strike out Stephen Kwan was absolute filth. Mm. Um and he was Rest- and he was and he was even laughing a little bit. You could see him when the, yeah. when the camera fans. He, he, it's like I, I posted a screenshot of it too when he was smiling. I, I forget who he struck out after when he was smiling, but it's just like you when you know you're ridiculous. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like like he he knew like he was feeling himself last night a little bit. You could tell he was he was and uh, you know if his hair didn't get in the way uh, he probably would have gone six you know no hit innings, but. Um, or maybe it slowed it up enough, but it looks like JP was positioned positioned well to uh, mm-hmm. to handle that ball. Um, but yeah, he was he was awesome. I think he had twenty two whiffs last night, uh, or twenty two called strike plus whiffs last night, mm-hmm. which is a pretty yeah. good number. Um, I think he had twelve whiffs, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I don't have Savant in front of me, but uh, right. just going off of memory, yeah. So yeah, Matt Brash, um, eighty grade stuff, forty grade control. Yep, he's, something's he's, never changed. He's disgusting, though. Oh my god! Oh my god! If, if Matt wanna, Brash I had, talk if, about him more in the next segment, but okay. yeah. if, if Matt Brash had fifty grade control, he's basically Devin Williams on steroids. So yeah. Uh, speaking of, of Brash, I thought it was interesting. Brash for the middle of the order. Yeah. Uh, Seawald gets the second half of the order. Yeah, it was six, seven, eight. I think six, Seawald. seven, eight. Yeah. Munoz gets the top of the order. Mm. So seventh, eighth, ninth inning. Is this what we're going to see? Is it just going to be, is, is Munoz the closer? Is Seawald the bridge now? Is, is, you know, is Brash the new high leverage guy? Because I think if you're going off of what we saw last year, Munoz probably should have pitched the seventh because he was going mm-hmm. up against Ramirez. But whatever. They clearly trust Brash and, and Service said that he's going to get a lot of high leverage opportunities like that this year. Um, so yeah, we'll see if that is just kind of, based on matchup or just kind of how it fell this time. But I did think it was interesting. It was Brash Seawald Munoz in that order. Um, and then last but not least, T-Mobile Park last night, absolutely electric, mm. rattled Karen Shack to his core. Uh, they were counting Four, down the pitch clock. Three, yeah. two. <laughs> he sailed a couple to the backstop. And like, oh, yeah. After he had the pitch clock violation, in the very next pitch, he sails that yeah, fastball dude, right over honestly, Zanino's head. I saw head. that. I was like, oh, he's done. Oh, it's over. He's yeah, done. yeah. He's it's toast. over. It's a wrap. And then JP just kept on pestering him, kept on yep. fouling pitches mm-hmm. off. Such a great at Probably the best at bat of the whole night. That at bat was, was 0-2 yeah. as well. And, and so, look, did the Mariners catch a little bit of break on the foul ball that wasn't called? Yeah, sure. They did. Did they take advantage of it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And T-Mobile Park was a huge part of that. Karen Jack was rattled. He, he was, and it couldn't have happened to a worse reliever too. Oh, oh. God. I, I so hate Karen Shack. Uh, even chopped off his nappy hair because he didn't want it to be like, <laughs> Oh, look, I'm not cheating. Even though yeah. I'm just, you know, wiping sweat on my hand. Every his single time. pants are painted on him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're going to wear pants that tight, you need to do more squats. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. By it the just, way, speaking of, did you watch the player introductions before the game? No. Oh, okay. No. Robbie Ray's pants look even tighter this year. <laughs> His whole uniform looks tighter. Uh, I guess we'll see it sure. tonight. We'll yep. see it tonight yep, for sure. Will. But yeah, <laughs> we will. But yeah, uh, T-Mobile Park, uh, the, the vibe and the energy just felt really good, even on TV. Um, you know, it was, it was funny to read the stories about them counting down the pitch clock with Karen Shack on the mound. Uh, it definitely had an effect, you know, and, and yeah. Karen Shack's a really good reliever, uh, even though he's probably a, a really good cheater. 
but he's a really good reliever and, and, and you rattled him. You got in his head and as a result, he made some bad pitches and the Mariners walked away with a win. So good job, T-Mobile Park. Yeah, we're, we're not big on uh, puns, you know, name puns at least, but uh, Karen Choke. Karen oh, Choke. God. Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about Matt Brash. So we're going to do that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Well, Colby. You're going to have to give away your Mike Cameron autograph card because last night we said if we got to $2,000 donated for our Feeding America fundraiser, you would give that card away uh, before first pitch uh, of last night's game. We got to 2K and we're almost at 3K now about 24 hours later. I believe we're at $2,966 dollars raised not anymore ty Ooh, we got Just another one two uh <laughs> two minutes ago from our recording uh anonymous donated 44 dollars we are now at three thousand and ten dollars ah raised. there we uh, go yes so obviously that's amazing guys and if you didn't hear if we do hit ten thousand by may 1st this guy over here mm-hmm. is going to get mm-hmm. is going to get a tattoo Mm. of uh well we won't tell them what it is of yet but i think we i think we know um mm. but yeah I, I i think i said what i was thinking of but i'm not okay. like for sure on it like i sure. might do something different but we'll see he he's already nixed the buff kirby idea unfortunately <laughs> so it's not going to be buff kirby but listen uh, I, yeah. I told you that I, I was going to do something that wouldn't get me divorced and okay. buff kirby was was on that uh, list of what would right, get me divorced fine. probably so yeah whatever still a long way to go guys we're only about a third of the way there but if we get there that would be amazing obviously because it'd be funny to watch the youtube video of ty getting his tattoo but also because it'll mean that we have we would have raised a hundred thousand meals Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who are hungry if you guys want to donate if you want to help out you can click the uh the or you can scan the qr code right there there's also a link that is in the description of both the audio version and video version of this podcast it'll take you right to our donation page um you know and, and every little bit helps uh, feeding america is a great organization 34 million americans suffer from food insecurity right now nine million of those are children um and feeding america provides uh nutritious meals uh to those in need they can turn every dollar that is raised into 10 meals thanks to their deals with wholesalers um it's it's a great organization and so far you know we have raised just from your guys's donations uh we've raised 30,100 meals um just like that uh so if you can donate it would be very much appreciated you can scan the QR code or click the link down below uh if you if you can't donate it or you already have and you want to continue to help uh every new subscriber that ty and i get this month and through april uh, we will be donating 10 cents 
to to feeding America. So at last check, I think we're up about 150 this mm-hmm. week in subscribers. So uh, that right there is 150 extra meals just from clicking a button. Yep. Um, and if you guys have already done all that, then don't be afraid to share. Uh, you know, share this with friends and family, put it on your social media page. Let's get this thing as far. Let's see how, let's see how big we can get the number. Cause we've already blown past our goal and that's all because of you guys. So yeah. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, three K's in the rear view. Let's see if we can get to four, I guess. So uh, thank you guys so much. But again, scan the Q- QR code or click the link down below mm-hmm. or simply subscribe. It all helps. Yeah. And, and every dollar that we raise really does help guys. Because like we said, it's 10 meals. For somebody, yeah. for some, somebody who really needs them. Yeah, and a subscription, like Colby said, is just as good as a donation because that's one meal for someone that could really use it. So, all right, Matt Brash. He was kind of the talk of this game despite Luis Castillo's performance, Ty France's performance, because, I mean, you go on Pitching Ninja's Twitter right now, it's all about Matt Brash. Yeah. Matt Brash, in the first game of the year, might have won pitching ninjas pitch of the year <laughs> at the very least it might be a contender because you're going up against one of the five 10 best hitters in all of baseball and jose ramirez and you spin him like a beyblade <laughs> i think aaron goldsmith on the radio broadcast said that matt brash corkscrewed him into the earth yes aaron goldsmith in mid-season form already all right of course of so course. glad that goldie is here and he's ours yeah. and he explained uh, the core you know, <laughs> Earth's core and whatnot. Like, yeah. yeah. Goldie is is A plus. And hey, you know what? Underrated offseason acquisition slash extension right there. Aaron Goldsmith. He's it's great to have him back. Chills. Uh yeah, chill. I mean, <laughs> sure. That we'll give DePoto credit for that one too. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. We are we, I mean, Caesar Hernandez, Aaron Goldsmith. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Cesar Hernandez uh, signed a minor league deal today with the Mariners, a guy that we've talked about a couple of times uh, in the past for the Mariners. They're taking mm-hmm. a little flyer on him on a minor league deal. Uh, this so year's Mar- Jonathan VR. There we go. Yeah, check. <laughs> there you go. Dude, uh, this wasn't even the first time that Brash got Ramirez off balance, right? He got him on his knees <laughs> on what was called a ball. I only saw that one out of the corner of my eye because I was doing something else. I thought it was a strike. Was it actually I thought a he swung? Yeah, I thought he swung too, right? So, all right. So yeah. I wasn't tripping on that. And then he he puts him on his butt uh, on the uh, strikeout. Just one of the, I mean, we've seen a lot of filthy performances out of Matt Brash. This was by far the filthiest considering the competition <laughs> and who he did it against. Like, I don't know, man. The way he looked in that playoff game against true, Houston. True, The yeah. last game last year, like getting Altuve to look like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. That, but yeah, it's, I mean, how about, how about three, two and a zero, zero game on opening day and brash goes to the slider. Like, yeah, screw the fastball. I mean, Nope. Yeah. I get this anywhere near the strike zone. I'm going to get a strike. Like that's how yeah. brash has to feel yeah. about his slider. And he dropped a beautiful curveball to start the at bat too. Like, so brash so, is, is something else. So savant had it as a slider the one that he struck uh ramirez out on but that looked more like the knuckle curve to me they're actually kind of similar yeah yeah they're like, really similar the it's hard to not, differentiate right um especially if he throws it hard mm-hmm. um it kind of turns into like a slurve more mm-hmm. so than a knuckle curve mm-hmm. um it looked like a slider to me but again sometimes i can't tell the difference between because most curveballs they're loopy yeah and the slider is more of a you know, a quick it's fade a frisbee. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And 
both of Brash's breaking balls can do both of those things pretty much at any time, mm-hmm. and yet they spin differently. So it's got to be so confusing as a hitter when you're sitting there like, oh, that's curveball spin, and then you're like, oh, no, way, that's a slider. I'm sure. Yeah, his, his knuckle curve is like 2 to 10. Yeah. 2 to 9. Like... Mm-hmm. It's and a he, really weird looking pitch. Yeah. Yeah. And he throws yeah. it harder. Yeah. I think so, the, the one that he got Ramirez on was what, 87, 88, something like I that. Think so, yeah. yeah. God, what a, <laughs> uh, that, that inning gave me great joy. I'll, I'll say that's the very clean version of, <laughs> of how mm. it made me feel. Yeah. Ty, I'm going to put you on the spot here before we transition, or okay. I don't know if we're about to transition to segment three or not, but mm. better inning. Kendall Graveman against Houston. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Matt Brash against the, Cleveland. The, the very first inning of, of Kendall, Kendall Graveman, Graveman ever, his against, first start ever for Seattle. Yeah, against the Astros in 2020. Or uh, this inning for Brash. I'm going to go with this inning for Brash. I think it topped it. The the I mean, dude, he put okay. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, not just some random dude. Jose freaking Ramirez on his butt on opening day. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, he definitely... You know, corkscrewed him, but um, honestly, I think you could argue that wasn't even the best inning of the night. <laughs> I mean, mm. Castillo gave up that hit. Uh, yeah, and then and he, he comes struck back. out the next three guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. just like, whoo. Um. <laughs> so, so that, so that comebacker that fully hit his hair, right? He said that it got it was like 50 percent his head, 50 percent his hair, but that would mean it hit his neck, right? Like it would right. Like boom, boom. So maybe hit the hair first and then like graze the neck. I, I don't know. It was scary, but when you watched the replay, it looked like it just hit like right where you. I just thought of that. It hit his hair. hair. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. Thankfully, he was okay. He came back, and you're like, oh man, is oh. Well, I was worried too because he put up his throwing hand to try and block it. I'm like, no, don't do that, bud. Don't, no, no, Luis. I'd rather he break a finger than take a 95 mile an hour ball to the head. But yeah, yeah. Still, it's like, oof. So that that was scary. And then, of course, he comes back. He strikes out the next three guys, like almost lapping his way off the mound. And you're like, oh. Yeah, like I well. said, he was feeling himself last night. <laughs> he, he, he really was. was. Um, Everyone was amped yesterday. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah. The, the it energy, was, it wasn't just the, the ballpark itself. The team was just, they were they were amped. They were able to create their fun. own energy as well. Uh, that was a lot yeah. of fun. And the and dance you know, is back. The dance yeah, is back. I, yeah, I was kind good. of wondering if the dance would come back yeah, or not because, you know, teams swap out celebrations every year. Right. They like to keep it fresh. And, yeah. you know, they like every year's different. So we should have a different. And they're like, nope, this is who we are. Also, did you see Julio doing the dance yeah, outside of the circle? Yeah, come yeah, on, just yeah. let Julio into the circle. Julio he wants to be a in, part of it. <laughs> like if he ran in there fast enough, they would have. Because it took him a while to get the circle going. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, Col- Colton Wong was a little confused on what to do, I think. He's new. He's new. He'll learn. He'll figure it out. You didn't watch us in the playoffs last year. <laughs> you had time. They Thanks didn't practice Burns, this in spring. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Good, good one. Good one. Good one. Yep. Stumping for the uh, Brewers ownership. <laughs> the uh, but yeah. So again, uh, real fast. I don't. I don't want this to be overlooked. Munoz struggled a little bit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't pitch a lot this spring. Yeah, it's going to be fine. But you know, let's let's give some some love to Paul Seawald, kind of the forgotten guy here in the Great middle. Great inning from him, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Castillo and Brash were absolutely nasty. Munoz struggled a little bit, and so that's what everybody's talking about. But Seawald pitched a really flawless eighth inning. Fastball, 92-93. Slider had some good bites. So uh, let's not overlook what Paul Seawald did last night. That was that was pretty important. See us wall, baby. 
He uh, mm-hmm. picked up right where he left off. Matt Brash picked up right where he left off. And Munoz, like you said, he'll come around. He's, I mean, that was what his fourth appearance of the whole yep. calendar year. So, you know, he'll get it figured out. Yep. Hung a slider there to Rosario. You know, Ramirez took advantage of, uh, you know, where the uh, defense was aligned and all that in the outfield. Teo just couldn't get to that ball. It's whatever. Uh, it happens. And you know what? At the end of the day, didn't give up any runs. So it's still pretty good outing for Andres Munoz overall. All right. So we're going to be previewing tonight's matchup and the rest of the weekend here with the Mariners and Guardians in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I almost tripped up there, but I I, I, I got it. I, I, we, oh, yeah, there. almost. We, we persevered. We persevered. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Look, it's opening day for everyone. And you with your itchy trigger finger on the uh, video clip yesterday. That was only valid yesterday. It's yeah. now day two. The grind has officially it's begun. O- it's opening week, all right? It's not opening day. It's oh, opening are you one week. Of the, you're one of those, it's my birthday month people, aren't you? Yeah. And for yeah. me, since I was born on the 1st of May, I, I get the entire month of May. That's my whole month. That's the month oh, of Thai. Gross. <laughs> so gross. So tonight, we've got Bob Ray on the mound against Hunter mm-hmm. Gaddis, who I'm going to be real with you, I don't know a lot about. All I know is he looks like he looks like someone that's uh, definitely named Hunter Gaddis. He's uh, he's got an incredible beard, <laughs> so he's got that working for him. Uh, don't know a ton else about him. I know that he's someone that uh, Guardians fans don't really think uh, will end up sticking in the rotation long term. Uh, but he gets the start tonight. Kind of surprised that he's going game two, considering that I, I think he was a late add to the rotation with the injury yeah. to Tristan McKenzie. Uh, it's. I think that's just about keeping everybody else in their original slot. Right. So, um, so what do you got for me on, on Gattis? What should we know? Yeah. Minor league performer, uh, Mrs. Bats in the minors hasn't really translated to the big leagues. He's only got about eight innings in the big leagues under his belt. And he's given up 15 earned runs with seven yeah, home he, runs during that time. He's been hit hard. Uh, and when you look at the stuff profile, uh, it's fastball cutter, mostly, uh, fastballs, 92, 93 cutters, you know, 89 to 91. Um, both pitches are about average from my understanding, major league average. Uh, the changeup is kind of the actual weapon here. He's got a curveball. He's, uh, I think it's a curveball. It might be a slider. He's got a curveball. It's more of a get me over pitch. It's more of just change the eye level type of thing. The changeup is the pitch he should be trying to get to, but he did not throw that changeup much last year in the big leagues. Uh, so he really wants to do fastball cutter. The problem is that both of those pitches are average ish. At, at least that's how they looked when he made his debut last year. Um, so it's really the changeup that he should be looking to throw more, but we'll see what they decide to do. Um, you know, you don't want to judge anybody off of their last seven and two thirds innings. 
um, especially a, a young arm like this. Uh, so things change. I don't know much what about his profiles change, but from last year's looks, that's kind of what it was. Average fastball mm-hmm. cutter that he uses, you know, pretty reliably, but it's, it's not great. And an underutilized changeup that's, you know, a legitimate major league pitch. So it's kind of, you know, sounds to me kind of Taylor Dollar dish. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my understanding of about what Gaddis is. So, as for Ray, we've talked about him a lot. You've been very high on him, especially over the last couple of weeks here. You picked him as your Cy Young winner um, in your bold predictions, at least. Um, really interested to see how he attacks guys like Jose Ramirez hitting from the right side. How much is he going to be using that splitter uh, against righties tonight? Um, and really excited to see the the efficiency of the slider, the back foot slider. Um, and the velocity, of course. The velocity is there now. We've talked about this over the last few days. He's 95, 96, uh, he, or he was 95, 96 in the spring, whereas last year he was like 91, 92 to start the year. It was a little mm-hmm. concerning. He's right where he needs to be. So hopefully that leads to a hot start. Now we get to put that to the test. So what are your expectations for Ray against this Guardians lineup tonight? No hitter. All right. Um, <laughs> and there no, you go. Yeah. And that's our show. Thank you, folks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming that he will also be on a, a pitch count, or I guess in Luis, Luis Castillo's case last night, it was more of an innings count because he only threw 76 pitches. Yeah. I was like, um, dude, come on. Like, like you can I'm, put him out there, I'm get think, one or two more I'm outs. I'm thankful at least, for but. the Matt Brash inning. But like, couldn't we, uh, I guess it was because it was third time through the lineup, but whatever. Like I'll allow it because it's March, but like, like obviously in in July, he's probably going eight or seven and two thirds with that kind of a pitch count. Honestly, Uh, he might be going for the complete game. (laughs) He might depending on how fast the innings go. Uh, But I assume they'd like to keep Ray under a hundred pitches as well. Um, This is a really interesting matchup. Uh, Robbie pitched against them last year and I think he did pretty well. But this is not a team that strikes out, and Robbie Ray is a strikeout pitcher. So it's a really interesting matchup, you know, of, you know, kind of opposing styles. Um, I think we're going to see the fastball 94 to 96 early. I think he's he's probably got a 97 somewhere in the back in the back of the tank. Um, and then I get my guess is we're going to see the slider a lot. Uh there this is a right-handed heavy lineup or it will be tonight because of the switch hitters. Uh, but there's some lefties that you have to get out and you have to pitch really carefully to. And that's where Robbie has, his, he has the slider. He has a legit weapon against them. Mm-hmm. I think Ray's probably going to go five, six innings tonight. I think he's probably going to strike out, you know, six, seven guys, maybe eight, uh, which was actually a lot when you're facing Cleveland. Um, and if he could just keep them in the game, I think if he gives up, if he can go, you know, six, six innings, give up two, three earned strike out six or seven, keep the mm-hmm. walks to a relative minimum. I think that's a really good outing and it gives Seattle a really good chance to win with Hunter Gaddis on the mound on the other side. Yeah. I'm, I'm also interested to see how they deploy the bullpen tonight. If that's yeah. what Ray gives them, uh, are we going to see anyone from last night make another appearance? Uh, or is it more Diego Castillo, Matt Festa, Penn Murphy? Um, that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, uh scott typically stays away from back-to-backs for the first few weeks if he can yeah so uh interested to see how how the uh how, how scott kind of works that any thoughts on the two games on the weekend we got logan gilbert versus aaron savale tomorrow and then cal quantrill against marco gonzalez on sunday 
What do you think? Yeah, I think you, I think you like those matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pitching wise, obviously, you never know. Somebody could implode, and then your advantage, particularly is gone. Marco. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, so and then your advantage is gone. So mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where it looks good on paper. Um, I'm expecting, you know these next three games to be low scoring. I'm expecting them to be tight. These are two teams that mirror each other pretty well. Um, you know, if, if it, I think, I think there's a high probability that all three of these games become battle of the bullpens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. And maybe that's where Cleveland has the advantage tonight because they didn't have to use class a, uh, right. last night. Um, but Karen Shack certainly not pitching tonight. He threw 30 some odd pitches yeah. yesterday. So we'll see. I think this is going to be relative low, low scoring uh, series. I mean, remember last year, the, the Mariners and guardians played each other seven times. Seattle won six, Yeah, but I don't think they won any game by more than three runs. If I'm remembering mm. correctly. So uh, these are going to be close games. You know, they're both offenses that, you know, can score uh, if you make a mistake, but these are two really good pitching staffs. They play good defense. Um, they run the bases pretty well. Uh, they're two really solid teams. So I think this is going to be a, a real battle here. I think I would give the edge to Seattle. I, you know, the good news is you got one in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. So even if you lose these ne- these next three, it's really not a disaster, right? And there's not a lot of disasters four games in, anyways. But yeah, yeah. you just find a way to win one of the next two, and, and then you kind of go in with some house money on Sunday with Marco pitching and you see what happens. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the Mariners are in good shape uh, to, to take this series or at the very least split it. Um, and I think they have the edge uh, at least on the next two nights on the mound. Uh, and then we'll see, you know, what, what we get from Marco, but I, I feel yeah. pretty good about this series. Yeah. I think there's a pretty clear starting pitching advantage for the Mariners here and offense on too, paper. on offense too. Uh, Cause again, you know, last night, uh, they were the better offense, even though that they weren't able to put yeah. together any runs until the eighth. Like you mentioned, the quality of at bats that they were having was pretty, pretty darn good. I mean, right. you know, they missed some opportunities there with Bieber. Bieber hung a couple pitches that they they missed on, but Castillo did the same. Yeah, Castillo did the same. Also, Castillo got a lot of help from the umpire uh, last night as well. That zone was pretty wide. So did Bieber. So, so did, so, so did so, Bieber. Yeah, it worked both ways. Was, it worked both ways. Yeah. That was a that was a big zone. That was a really night. wide zone. Yeah, it's, yeah. from right from the get go. Yeah, the three three zero pitch to Quan or whatever. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there were few yeah there were a few sinkers on the uh, outside corner that should not have been strikes. Yeah, yeah, well off. Yeah, yeah. And then Bieber got off. (laughs) Yeah, it's you know it's funny that both pitchers uh, the righties had to cover an extra like three inches off the outside corner, and the lefties had to cover about an extra three or four inches off the outside corner. And so it was, it was more of an oval type of strike zone last night. Yeah. Uh, so when you combine that with obviously the really good pitching staffs and the cold weather, like, yeah, surprise, low scoring game that got over pretty quickly. So um, yeah, two hours and 14 minutes. It was the second quickest game yesterday. Yeah. Um, kind of makes not a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of walks. Yeah. No so, scoring. Yeah. Um, and really no, you know, hits and bunches either, right? The Mariners no, got one kind of isolated hit for the first six innings, yeah. and that was a hit here, yeah. hit there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I will say the the pitch clock thing, uh, just from an aesthetic standpoint, I, I thought the root broadcast was pretty good. They were able to get in some, some you know, replays in between pitches. Yeah. And stuff yeah, like that. They handled it really well. Yeah. They were quick on that. Uh, they didn't put the, like, the, the pitch clock wasn't just sitting there like, counting down mm-hmm. they waited until they got to eight seconds before they showed it and even then you kind of had to look for it on the score bug to, mm-hmm. to notice it so i think yeah, they handled so for, that really for those well. that missed it it's where the r is the root sports right. r it turns it, into the clock at eight seconds at eight seconds right yeah. so 
Um, I, I think that's a really nice way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like the, the clock was just beating down on me, but also if I wanted to know how much time I could look, I could find it. So I, right. I think that aesthetically it looked, it looked fine. I think it looked fine. Um, I would like, you know, closer to two and a half hour games than two fifteen, but I think that's more yesterday was just more of an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was just, it was one of the lower scoring games of the day. Yeah. Uh, and of course, yeah, there, there was no scoring until the uh, bottom of the eighth. So right. Only one, go. only one in inning pitching change as well. So yeah. Yeah. And it was in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That Karen check, uh, inning was the one that really, uh, yeah. took a, we took might a have bite been into the two time. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have. Yeah, if it was just like a quick, like little solo home run to take yeah. the lead. Yeah, yeah. First pitch solo home run, and then it's a one nothing game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bottom of the eighth and the top of the ninth took like 20 minutes combined. Yeah, so. it's it's interesting. You know, I I didn't notice it too much though. Just to to wrap this up, I didn't notice it too much though because the broadcast broadcast handled it so well with the the replays and all that. I thought they balanced. It. I mean, as far as like doing your first official broadcast mm-hmm. with the pitch clock and everything, I thought Root Sports knocked it out of the park. So yeah, I think it plays better on TV than it will on the radio though. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for our show. Thank whoa, you so whoa, much. Whoa. Oh, we got something. You don't want to. You don't want to take to rake or whatever oh god we always we always jinx these guys though when we do this i thought, right, we, learned our, I thought we learned our lesson from from nope last I'm take, year i'm calling my shot all right kelnick goes deep tonight he's going to yaya town he's gonna get a cutter middle in and he's gonna hit it 370 feet 107 exit velocity just an absolute line shot in, down into the right field corner for a home run all right, damn it! Just Te- gonna miss the hit of here, cafe. Teo Teo's gonna hit the home run tonight. Death. I'll be I'll be I'll, I'll be one night off. Te- Teo's gonna get back on the horse here, and uh, you know what? I'll call my shot here. Two run home run, second at bat, into Eggers for Teo. All right, fine. I'll do you one better. All right, Kelnick. Uh huh. First at bat. Okay. Two run shot. Mm-hmm. Just about six rows from the concourse in right field mm. yep mm. it's gonna he's gonna be a four iron home run all right yeah we'll see we'll see who's right on a two one cutter we'll see who's right uh so yeah we we just cursed teoscar Te- and as a Derek kelnick by the way so well, i will be watching com- kelnick's first at bat praying it at least gets to a two one count combined zero for eight confirmed tonight <laughs> because of what we just said sorry guys yeah sorry folks but hey I hopefully that means picking that- Hunter- <laughs> uh. yeah i'm picking jose ramirez mm. for four for four tonight uh yeah totally uh, let's let's use our powers for good here uh thank you so much for joining us on the Locked On Mariners podcast today. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Locked On Mariners. That's Locked On Mariners, one word. You can also find that all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you next week peace go ems